waiting on you. I, no, I'm, it, it's, it's working. All right. And hack. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. It is 1630 my time. Uh, thank you for Rolexing with us. Uh, we had to push back because life happens. So here we are. Um, the DFPN, uh, so the Datfeelin Network, identified a critical need for the United States uh, for the, an official department. So they released the case file at, um, the case file's name is uh, uh, two, uh, so it's 2023-0607, established the, U the USDN under uh, DFPN. So this department shall not make um, any government relations as it is a department truly of and for the people. Uh, mm -hmm. However, this department will be the official hub for all subjects under the nerd culture. Uh, hereby, the United States Department of Nerds, USDN, shall be established and operated by the coolest and most badass motherfuckers of the nerds. And here we are. <laughs> uh, additionally, the patented stamp of the USDN will serve as the official voice of approval for all things nerd. Furthermore, the department under the umbrella of DFPN is officially a safe space for nerdom. Welcome to the United States Department of Nerds. Where, as Taylor said, we are for the people, by the people, and of the people. Yes, ma'am. Here at USDN, yes, we strive to bring you the best content we can find. And where you know it comes with the USDN seal of approval. So you see posts and it's not stamped through seal. It's not true. It has not been investigated. Don't trust it. I'm telling you, don't trust it. Um, we will always strive um, to give you factual data. If it's a rumor, we will always say, Rumor alert there um, before giving you the freshest info. Um, and then we also strive to bring you the best content we can find and where you know it comes again with our seal of approval. Taylor's laughing at me. No, I'm not. AD's no, calling behind the couch right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, that that's paid TV. I'm rolling the intro. <laughs> you already know what time it is since we are part of the uh, dfpn we're going to be doing that classic shot so uh this shot is going to go out to our dfpn family and especially uh willie so uh today i will be taking a shot out of my f35 
uh, shot glass. I will be drinking peach Ciroc. What do you guys got? Um, we have, what are we get? Crown apple. Uh, crown apple. Crown apple. Green dot. And it's good, like goes good with our Great. rum. Tell them what your shot glass says. My shot glass is a tabletop gaming shot glass. And it says, uh, chaotic stupid is not in alignment. So anyone who's ever played <laughs> any kind of tabletop game knows, you know, what that means. And there's always one in the group. Um, cheers, Willie, to your family and support. Always. Jeff, what do you got? I got coffee. All right. All right. I'm not a drinker. Salud. As EJ goes to attend to the the chillings, on today's episode, we are starting a journey with you that will guide you through the universe of both the Predators and the Aliens and their convergences with each other. We'll be going in timeline order, starting with Prey and ending today's episode on Predator 2. Sweet. All right. Um, oh, I guess hmm. oh, you're going yeah. into the USDN alert. Yeah, that's me again. Sorry. Yep. No, it's okay. So we're going to present y'all a lot of information, and we're not even going to scratch the surface surfaces of the books and the comic books, like the one you see right there. Ooh. Ooh. It's all fancy. We just don't want to go through a lot of rabbit holes and present to y'all a three-hour episode. We want to keep it short, sweet, to the point. So we're going to focus this journey on just the movies with maybe a few comparisons on the comic books from Marvel, Dark Horse, and also a little bit of the book, maybe. We just don't want to go down a lot of rabbit holes. Yeah. That would be a very long podcast, indeed. Mm -hmm. So we... We all here at USDN decided to kind of do this in a linear kind of style. So that would take us to the, not the first one, but first in the timeline is going to be Prey. Actually came out in 2022. Um, it was takes place in 1719. Uh, our director is Dan Trakenberg. He also did uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Great movie. He also did lots of other stuff, but that was just one to highlight. Um, so your actors, you have the main character is um, Amber Midthunder. Um, you also have uh, Dakota Beavers. Uh, you also have Dane DeLigero. Don't judge me. He's the one that plays the feral predator or Utah in this one. Um, <clears throat> so the synopsis of this movie, in case anyone or you haven't seen it, is uh, Naru, which is Amber Midthunder, is a skilled warrior of a Comanche nation. And she fights to protect her tribe against one of the first and highly evolved predators to land on Earth. So the way the storyline goes is set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. And this is the story of Naru. She's a fierce and highly skilled warrior. Raised in the shadow of her legendary hunters who run the Great Plains. So when the dangers threaten her camp, she sets out to protect her people. The, the prey she stalks is a highly evolved alien predator, as we know, the Utah. Um, so <clears throat> he's um, technically advanced in his arsenal. The prey, the prey is making history as the first film dubbed in the Comanche 
and the first time the film has premiered in a native language alongside the English version as well. That I did not know. That was actually really interesting. Yeah. So as you guys will find that I love special effects. Um, so the FX was by Alec Gillis and Matt Winston and Todd Woodruff. It's by Algamated um, <clears throat> Dynamics. So this is a company that uh, Sam Winston and several other people created. Um, they did movies like Tremors, Starship Troopers, um, Jurassic World. They also have done um, The Thing and many other Alien and Predator franchises. They did all of those special effects. If you guys have time, please watch how they make some of these things. It's absolutely amazing. I know my other buddies here are going to be talking about that, but it's just phenomenal how they do things. It's so cool. Um, so a couple of fun facts about this movie. Um, the rattlesnake could actually see the predator um, whilst they were invisible due to the pits on its head. And it allows its sense uh, heat and track prey through its thermal radiation signature, much like the predator does. Um, <clears throat> and it also says the movie takes place in the Great Northern Plains, but, um, but they actually weren't in the Great Plains from Texas and Eastern New Mexico. Um, I know one of the things that uh, if you look at it, Anytime the, like an animal, like attacks the predator, he attacks them the same way. Like, you know, if, if something like slashes him, he slashes them back. Like, you know, if it whips out at him, he whips out it back. So he kind of like copies their like movement style. He does. He copies a okay. lot of things that they do. All right. So technically I know this is predator five. Let's talk about opinions of this movie, my friends. Okay, I'll go ahead and go first. Yes, yeah, go first. Go first. Um, so uh, I recently just watched it because we were going to be doing um, this franchise. I wanted to make sure that I was actually like relevant um, with what I was thinking. Um, I actually really did enjoy it. Uh, I thought that the special effects were really cool. Going from um, because I watched Prey and then I watched uh, what we're going to be talking about next, which is Predator. And just watching the difference of, I mean, even though it was like in 1987 when Predator was done to 2000 and when was it uh, that they made Prey again? 2022. Okay. Yeah. You can definitely tell the special effects, like how much they had like evolved. Um, but I liked how they kept um to the uh like the thermal radar uh, i thought it was really cool yeah for sure um there are some things to note about this movie is that um i know um you guys are probably going to go into like different comparisons of like the different uh predators or utahs but even though this this one this particular one has advanced arsenal compared to the um, Comanches, he doesn't compare to the other predators. Like he doesn't have a special helmet. His is just like a skull, like some of his other arsenal, because a lot of that is gained through um, going through a lot of their, um, I guess, what would you call it? They call it the young like hunting blooding. trials. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like when they it's go like they're like earning their range, trials. you know? Yeah. He's, he's almost like a baby in the sense. Like, he doesn't have a whole lot of stuff. Like, he has some stuff. So, just my little opinion. And I know this this particular movie caught a lot of flack when it first came out. Like, a chick could absolutely, like, not defeat a predator. But the thing is, is that 
She did, but she was clever about it. She set traps. And I feel like that's honestly the biggest way that you're going to defeat a predator because you're not going to like defeat him like one-on-one. -on -one. He's like at least five times stronger than like a normal man. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> so, so that didn't really deter me. <laughs> that didn't really deter me from like watching it. I really enjoyed it. I thought um, Amber Mid Thunder did a great job. Like the guy that played her brother, Dakota Beavers, did a great job. Like uh, it was a great watch. It was definitely honest or awesome addition to the franchise. Jeff, what did you think? I also think it was v one of Predator. <laughs> I'd watch it. I'd, I'd pay to watch. <laughs> I'd watch it. Making a movie, I'll watch it. I'll go watch it. I absolutely enjoyed this movie 100%. It was, um, I liked the way the Predator was done with by ADI. The, uh, the bone yeah. mask on the feral Predator had the built-in laser into the bone. So it wasn't like a separate attachment or anything like that. It was actually built into his helmet. And then his weaponry, everything was... It was phenomenal. And the fact that the actor that played him did everything. Like he did his own, he was his own stunt man. He did all his own stunt coordination. It, it, it was really phenomenal. And I went down probably a hour and a half to two hour rabbit hole on Sam Winston's uh, school of um, what's it called? His his school. It's like a special effects school. Okay. The website is yeah. phenomenal. If you check out the blog on there, it has like all the behind the scenes of how they created like all mm -hmm. these predators. And it was absolutely phenomenal. And it, and it is a huge rabbit hole. So please, if you're going to go, a, yeah, I mean, you don't have anything else planned for the day, hit that <laughs> website, check them out. They're phenomenal and enjoy the hell out of that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Also, something that I wanted to add uh, that I didn't talk about um, when I was talking about my opinion was I thought it was actually kind of really cool um, that because it was like the first movie, like, again, right, like a prequel, uh, if you will, um, mm -hmm. um, when they were like making it or whatever, um, they did have the popular line, if it uh, bleeds, we can kill it. Um, which we'll talk about like in the, yes. <laughs> um, so her brother was actually the one that said it to her, uh, while they were looking at the predator and a scene uh, while they were at the campsite. Um, I think with like the people that spoke French, um, and this movie also had, uh, received six enemy uh, or uh, enemy <laughs> Emmy nominations, uh, which, a lot of enemies too. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Eric made a good point too, is that um, <clears throat> if you actually look at it, there's a lot of parallels between the main character and the predator. Like um, the feral predators, you know, not sure if he's been to earth before, but he's killing all sorts of different predators yeah, there. I think this was his first trip to earth. Yeah. And it's almost like he's the first predator to ever come to earth for that. We know of from a movie standpoint, he would be the right. very first one to have come. Yeah, right. but they did talk about and, in the movie how they did have like previous ones because they're like, oh, it's back or whatever, and you know, um, right? But like the so. the parallels between like the main character Naru and then the predator, how they're both trying to like prove themselves, like yeah. Well, Naru I mean, <laughs> didn't want to just be a female in her tribe. She wanted to be a hunter. She wanted yeah. to be a leader in her people, and that's what she set out to do. Mm -hmm. And she did. 
fantastic. I love this movie. I can't yeah. wait to see what they do next. So, not to spoil it for people that have watched it, but at the end, when she walks back to her tribe, like, actually, like, you know, proving that she could be a hunter and, and a warrior was just, it gave me goosebumps. Honestly, I know Kate Lee, I think Kate Lee said that he hasn't watched it, so I don't want to ruin that ending. Um, but No, I think everybody. <clears throat> Did he? Okay, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. All right, if I am, I there was something spoiler alert. A.D. A.D. hadn't watched it, I think. AD, okay, yeah. so <clears throat> spoiler alert. Game A.D. I'm being, you're being warned. So after she cuts the head off of the feral predator, man, she takes that junk back to her tribe and she's just like, ugh, ugh. And they're like, like, she wasn't lying. She wasn't lying. This is I disappointment, you, AD. I know, I'm sorry. You know, they're just like, oh my God, because I'm sure they all thought she was lying and making stuff up. And she walks back and she has that decapitated Fuck head. Girl, <laughs> it's like the first bite like, dropped. Dropped the head. She's like, I took care of that shit. And it's just like, damn. Like, that gave me the willies. I was like, yes. Look at me. Look at I me. It. I wear pants now. <laughs> no more skirts for me. Pants. I am the warrior now. <laughs> I am the warrior. I'm not gathering any more damn berries. Let the other people gather berries. Berries suck anyway. Anyways, All right, we're going to um, roll it. We're going to talk about some predator action the very first predator that was released back in 1987 and actually takes place in the year that it was designed to be in which was 1987 it was directed by john mctiernan who gave us die hard last action hero and the 16th warrior or 13th <gasps> warrior which no is a way. phenomenal movie i believe it's antonio love it. banderas love it, fucking phenomenal movie love so that coming in this movie had a fantastic director and it gave us some of the best one-liners that are still being used today in the most memes out of this movie was is is beyond words it's incredible the amount of stuff that we still use from this movie today mm-hmm. but it starred arnold schwarzenegger negger however you say his name carl weathers bill duke jesse ventura kevin peter hall his name's going to sound familiar because he's going to pop up many times as playing the Predator. And he was also the helicopter pilot at the very end when they get to the chopper. And he's also, not to mention, he is seven foot four. He's a damn. He is a big, a big dude. And the, and the type of Predator in this movie is the jungle hunter Predator. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Invisible Predator. Oh, That's really cool. Can you get closer to the screen? I Wait, love no, it. Back. Check him out. Oh my god, that's so cool. Or if you prefer, I love it. Or if you prefer his counterpart. Yeah, I dug these out of the closet, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep those on display. But anyway, okay. so going back onto this, so basically, what this movie is about: a team of commandos on a mission in Central America. Find themselves being hunted by a predator. Um, so it's, the team is led by Major Dutch Schaefer, who is Arnold. He's he's coming in to assist Colonel Al Dillon of the CIA. And, of course, the CIA is setting these special forces troops up for a secret mission within the mission that they think they're going there for. Um, and then, of course, they all start getting picked off one by one. 
and it gave us a sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. Let's not forget that. <laughs> so this movie, the original Predator, is not the one that we see in the movie. The original Predator was designed by Boss Studios for a young man from – where is he from? Uh, where is Jean-Claude Van Damme from? France? Anyway. Belgium? I don't think he's Where France. Is he? Belgium. Belgium. He, I'm talking about a fresh off the airplane. Jean Claude was designed. <laughs> the suit was designed around him. He's so he was going to be the original so predator. It was a shit design. Nobody liked it from the beginning. So Arnold's like, hey, I, I know a guy. And they reached out to Alec Gillis at ADI. And ADI was like, hey, we got you. What's the time frame? Like, oh, this is the time frame. And he's like, wait, whoa, what? <laughs> but they still produced the suit in time for a different actor inside the suit. Jean-Claude did not play the second Predator in the suit. It was somebody else. So do we know what the height difference of Jean-Claude Van Damme versus... Jean-Claude Van Damme is only probably about 5'7", five, 5'8", five, maybe. 72 feet. Yes. Yeah. Look at my height. That's not intimidating at all. No, he's not. He's just a very well <laughs> Is it we built fella. The wee so, little you know? man. <laughs> well, Jean-Claude, I think I... Did you read this too? That he actually, like, his Predator costume, he was actually on stilts. Like, it was a totally... He was on stilts and on a crane. Body. He was supported by a crane. That's also what led oh, to a lot of problems as well. Part. Yeah. Okay. So he was on stilts on a crane. And the crane was getting stuck in the jungles of South America because it was literally filmed on location in L.A. at the studio and yeah. on location in South America. But, um, yeah. So, it, it was a lot. So, some fun facts about this. Uh, the Predator's blood was made from KY jelly and the liquid inside glow sticks. Special <laughs> effects is so cool. I'm telling you, the, the kind of stuff they used to make this stuff. What? Uh, <laughs> Who yeah. that? Like, just Dude, mix this you know, shit together. Yeah. It's like, hey, we got this and we got this. It's like some MacGyver shit in special effects. Um, so the distinctive <clears throat> clicking and gurgling sound the Predator mates was styled up by Peter Cullen. And it was kind of like a horseshoe crab and like, like how they thought it would gurgle. And that's where the sounds and mm -hmm. clicks and stuff come from. And of course, I so said earlier, the helicopter pilot at the end was the guy who played the Predator. So this guy's too tall, by the way, to even be a helicopter pilot in the Army yeah. at mm -hmm. seven foot four. Like, right? he, he would never be allowed to fly an airplane. Can't There's not a cockpit big enough for the guy. Yeah. Um, His legs. <laughs> so Bill Duke improvised so the shaven scene, and the crew made a special razor that had a little, like when he yeah. clicked it and the blood came out, that was all special effects. He didn't really cut himself. It was just like a little, yeah. he held a button down and blood come out. That's and still, the, still the scariest mo part of the whole movie was that dude dry shaving in the jungle. Dude, it's and, like, um, it's stressful watching him shave. I can't. Yeah. Mm. And so the scaly flesh of, on the suit was uh, meant to resemble that of a koi fish as well. Which is kind of cool that, like, hey, where they took the these little small bits of stuff and go, hey, what if we made it look similar to this? So, I mean, it's, it's really cool. I mean, it's it's the simple things. You yeah. know, you don't notice it, but then you go back and 
read about it and you're like, damn, I yeah. can see that now. Dude, really cool. <laughs> just well, see what it, it gave us the original. What? If it's bleed, it, hey, Daddy, and that they reused later in Prey, which is cool. That's the word. So that's what I got on Predator. Jen. I actually have. Uh, oh, we're going to jump I, I have a quick that. little fun facts um, that I added oh, that wow. I uh, did some research on um, just because I I thought uh, I found some stuff that was really cool that I wanted to uh, talk about. Um, so pretty much every member of the crew and the cast actually got sick during production. Uh, and this oh, was really? due to the extreme heat um, and the water that they had at the hotel that they were staying at was not filtered. Uh, so everyone came down with like diarrhea and a fever, like, like it was bad. You have died of dysentery. Yeah, dysentery. Oregon Trail, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is the the pre the previd uh, is what we're talking about here. <laughs> um, so uh, the director actually broke his wrist while filming uh, because he fell out of a tree. Uh, I thought that was something that was cool uh, to also add. Um, we had already talked about like that the movie is still super relevant to this day uh, with all of the memes. Um, and the favorite one that I have is of the the the, the um, handshake like right at the beginning. Um, yeah. yeah, that one. <laughs> um, Big and then guns. Yes. Uh, and then um, this is also where that uh, that quote, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Uh, quote has come from and has been like super popular uh, to this day. Um, so yeah, that's what Did I had. I mentioned sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> so also another fun one for y'all yeah. during the filming of this at the wrap, the uh, everybody went, they went because there was a lot of frogs at the hotel they were staying at. They all gathered frogs. a whole bunch of frogs. Ribbit yes, frogs. frogs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> And they, put them in, okay. they put them in the uh, I think it was the director's um, uh, hotel in his bath. And then uh, what? that's yeah. rude. Rude. So, well, no, no, I take that back. Let me rephrase that. I, I think that's how the story went. But then it was like later on, the director did the same thing to Arnold. Yes. But it was his wife at the time, Maria Shriver, who found him. And oh, she was no. not she was not amused. Like, Do you know that they actually got married in the middle of them producing this movie? Yes. And he had a two-day honeymoon. Yeah. Like and then he got back to like filming. You know he's in so much trouble so many times I read about that. <laughs> That's why we say wife at the time. <laughs> Jen, what are your thoughts and opinions of the Predator? Or so, just Predator, my bad. We don't want to say the Predator because that gets us into episode two. The Predator. So, Peter Cullen does the voice acting for the Predator, right? Doing the voice and clicks that is the horror of horseshoe crabs. What other famous character does Peter Cullen voice? Now, my partners, do not answer this question. Because I know the nerd is real with you. Peter Cullen. What? DJ looked so defeated and walked out of the room after you said that. Popular. What? EJ looked so defeated when you said that. I know. 
how Eric knows. Yes, Willie, you can answer. Willie asks, can I answer? Yes, you, you may. Who? What character does Peter Cullen voice? What character? Come on, Willie. Yes. Optimus Prime. Wait, no, that's not Optimus Prime, is it? Yep, it's Optimus Prime. Is he? Very good. Yep. Like the animated yep. one? Yep. Well, it's the same voice. It's the same guy who's been doing them since he got back from. Um, yep, Peter Cullen. He's a he's a prior Marine, if I'm not mistaken. He came back yeah. from the war. He was like, "Hey, I'm going to try out for this part of Optimus Prime," and he didn't he realize. I think that it was um, yeah, an animated thing. Like he didn't realize he was just going to be a voice. And but from I think since then he's, he's been the voice of Optimus Prime. Yeah, uh, Willie had said that in the movies he was the voice too. So I, I know I know it's a rabbit hole, but I know like a lot of people were stressed out when they were doing Transformers the movies. Like everybody was super stressed. Like that is one voice you cannot change is Optimus Prime. No. You can't. It won't be the same. It's so Peter iconic. Cullen did it. Like he's so yeah. dedicated it's to like his role. Darth Vader's voice. Dude, like, don't give like, me some some garbage. Like no, you that, better give me the right guy. Yeah, like James Earl Jones will forever be Darth Vader. And you've got Peter Cullen. Like, and by the way, so every dedicated. time they play that movie, he still gets paid. He's like, I made a good choice. Good choices in life, people. He's so right for his voice <laughs> to, Darth, to be the character of Darth Vader. So anytime they use his voice for Darth Vader, he gets paid. He gets a check. Yeah, I have to work with him. my friends. Yeah. So, um, so Peter Cullen... Epic, epic voice actor. I mean, he's done so many other things. Believe it or not, he actually did voice acting for King Kong too. Just a little, another little rabbit hole that you can. Uh, Damn, um, y'all go down some rabbit holes. I know. I've been down like, enough rabbit holes this week with writing this episode. I tell you. Yeah. Right. Um, another fun fact about um, the Predator movie is um, there's actually a little bit of I don't know if you want to call it friendly competition, but between Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, and Jesse Ventura have this weird, weird if you call it, um, exercising competition. So, you know, you're on yep. film, you got your shirt off a lot, you know, you wanna be like working out and pumped. And like, I've heard of actors like having weights like offset just so they could pump up, just get, you know, their muscles nice and pumped right before they go on screen. Well. The competition between Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> Weathers and Jesse Ventura got so bad. I think there was one instance where Jesse Ventura like dumped water on himself to make it look like he was like drenched in sweat from working out so hard. So like they kept trying to like one up each other to the point where Arnold Schwarzenegger was showing up on <clears throat> set like 4 a.m. to start working out. Yep. And then like Carl Weathers would like like work out another time just trying to make them think like his shit was natural he's <laughs> like i ain't gonna work out for this shit this is natural. so think about that though i mean Smart. so arnold's coming off a of terminator yeah he's just come mm -hmm. off a of win in a mr olympia and i think he was also in training for another mr olympia at the time mm -hmm. carl weathers yeah. i think is coming off of um <clears throat> the first you, um rocky movie rocky? is that the rocky movie That's or rocky 2 whichever one it was Mm, I think so. And then Jesse Ventura, I think, I'm trying to think, because I think this is his first movie he's done. 
Mm. This is before he became the mayor oh. of Minnesota. Okay. Look what look what Kaylee said. This was a contest. The winner got a bottle of champagne. Oh. Oh. I didn't know nice. that. Thank you. Thank you, Kelvin. I did not know this. Interesting. I wonder who who got the bottle, Kelvin. Do we know? Do we know? And I who know there's the a lot of good cigar smoke during this oh, the filming man. of this. That was another thing I read is that yeah. Carl Weathers got so mad at Arnold Schwarzenegger. Got him he, hooked on cigars. Yep, got him. Yep. He's like, "Damn you, Arnold! Got me hooked on cigars." And that was I because think, he was like, a "Arnold huge... has a um, a cigar place down there. <gasps> like that's where you're... I think so. Because I mean, have you seen his humidor? No, the humidor no. inside his house, his mansion in California, is literally the size of my house." Like it's huge. You'll have to post a photo of it on on the uh, group so we can all yeah. see it. We'll have to watch. We'll have to look at that. Dang. Yeah. Crazy. All right. We'll wait for uh, Kaylee's response because I'm I'm curious at who got the uh, the bottle of champagne for that. Yeah. Um, while we wait for um, <clears throat> his answer, I'm gonna go ahead and go with my opinion, and then Jeff, you can go into yours. Absolutely. Um, so my opinion is, I think that this is, I don't normally like watch, um, the predator, uh, movies. Um, I'm more of an aliens gal. I know it is what it is. Right. But two episodes away from aliens. Okay. I know. I know. But I watched both of these. Okay. Like, look, all right. I I went outside of my comfort zone and, um, like AD said that alien is superior. Uh, and I you wanted... don't get an opinion. He hasn't seen Prey. Yeah, but I mean, still, uh, I mean, I've seen Prey, and I still stick to my guns that I like Alien more. Get it, you're a Sigourney Weaver person. We all are. Yeah. Um, so real quick, I wanted to talk about how EJ said, get to the toilet, exactly like get to the chopper is exactly how I said it. Get to the toilet um, is how I read that when I uh, when I um was looking at the comments but uh i had to say that um but i did definitely think that like i, I oh, like gin you grew a beard <laughs> yeah, it was a long couple minutes you know? yeah yeah hello guys i'm How's sorry i'm a little bit long-winded when i talk about my opinions hey, oh no, you're good um but we're all about this budget was like 15 million dollars and they obviously have way surpassed that um like the cigar budget alone was probably like half that like if we really want to think about I'm it, I'm sure that cigar budget come out of Arnold's pay. Mm. Well, you Probably. think about it, they could have they could have Cubans there because yeah, South America. Guatemala or well, yeah, they, it Guatemala? It in, they filmed it in Mexico. Yeah, that's so, what I was thinking in the jungles down there. But I mean, yeah, it's supposed to be the Guatemalan jungle. But I mean, you know, you're supposed to be able to have Cubans outside of the U.S. So and, yeah, uh, you can get them in Korea. Yeah. Really. Huh. We had some yeah. in Iraq, but they wouldn't let us bring them back. Yeah, so we, we had to do. smoke them right there at, uh, because the Navy Customs guys uh-huh. were like, "Oh, you can't, you can't put that on a plane." I'm like, "Oh." Yeah, they just wanted it on for themselves. They made up the rules as they got. Well, in the we line. just smoked them right there while waiting for the plane. We're like, whatever. So, EJ, while we have you here, Tay, are you good? Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I'm while good we have with- you here, what's your opinion on the first Predator movie? The Pre- I think it's probably one oh. of the best sci-fi uh action slash horror movies um it holds up to today uh it's still a man versus the unknown kind of story but in that time 
Um, you think about a lot of horror movies at a time, be it slasher movies, uh, mostly monsters or undead or something along those lines. Rarely did you see something such a big production. I mean, big budget production. Look at the the actors they had. I mean, Carl Weathers is, you know. Yeah, he was running that, that Rambo, not Rambo, but that. Um, the Rocky series. The Rocky you know, series, um, yeah. He's very popular in a time. Um, Jesse Ventura was popular amongst, you know, wrestling fans. Um, yep. He had been, you know, he he is a personality. Was he GI Joe too? Uh, I think so. I think he's done at least a, a um, other other appearance wise. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure if it was actually roles, but overall opinion. I mean, Predator still holds great today. I mean, um, considering the technology, the time, and what they yeah. worked with, and how far they got. I mean, the uh, the fact that they wanted to do thermal with the Predator. It's something I've I've read recently. They want to do thermal, but if you do thermal in the jungle, everything's hot. So <laughs> it's very hard. And they were like, if we use an actual thermal camera or anything, like if you've ever seen FLIR, everything would be white. Yep. So what they did was they just did the black screen and then they had it come back and do uh, colorization to the mm-hmm. spots that they wanted. So, but I mean, it, it works perfectly. To this day, people are like, wow, that's what, you know, heat vision looks like. Like, we, had, you know. It was it was perfectly done special effects, so it's great. We're all doing EJ. While well, we also have yeah. you here, I do want to know your opinion for Prey. Um, I think Prey was phenomenal. It's a uh, breathe uh, breathe new life into the uh, franchise. Um, the the consistency that they did with uh, making links to the you know the genre and the, the and and to the whole story, the franchise story of you know. The Yacha yep. or whatever, the, how they want to Yacha, but um, they 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 did an excellent job. They used um, enough to give you a different predator, but enough to anchor it in the the lore. So like, yep. he uses weapons and stuff that are different, and everyone's like, wow, you know. But at the same time, it was re- relatable enough. Like his guided uh, projectiles, he wasn't a laser beam or a plasma uh, caster, I think is what they call it, but when he shot those spears, those javelins, I mean, it was directed by his sight. So it was something we were familiar with yeah. enough, but different. So they gave you both, you know, just like um, it, all of his equipment was relatable to the other movies, but then it, it gave a, a time, like a datedness to it. Like, yes, man, he's 300 years before the first guy we ever get to see. Mm-hmm. So of course his stuff isn't going to be the same. Plus he was different looking because they gave that, they started to branch off later when we discuss other movies, you'll hear the branching of different, different races yep. or species amongst the yep. predator people. So they even experimented with a uh, DNA slicing amongst themselves. Yeah. And their own like enhancement of themselves. So like if they came across a race that had an ability that they thought was amazing, you know, like, Oh, I love hunting these guys. They're able to, you know, um, lift 10 times what we can. They, they would then take those, Learn those learned things and the genetic code of their the the trophies they took and try to incorporate it into the new predators and the new you know the new generations or maybe even treat themselves with gene therapy mm. you know they haven't delved into it enough but prey was prey was definitely an open door i mean you heard the internet explode i mean good and bad but people yeah. were talking yeah and i mean things came up like a uh, predator in uh feudal japan predator in uh so i have that West. copy of that comic book that takes place yeah. in feudal Japan. I exactly. wish I'd have brought it out, but that's yeah. the one I want to see done next. 
they're going to so do another avenues from the prequel type thing. That's where I'll, that's what I want to see. Yeah. If they're going to so, keep keep on that role, I think that would be a great idea. Oh, I do too. That I think that's the the big like they could probably crowdfund that within a couple of minutes to be I honest. I mean, the fan base alone. I mean, plus I thought it was great um in, being so inclusive and being trying to be as accurate as possible by going to yep. the actual tribes and asking for the, you know, information. Yeah, they got, they got permission. Yeah, yeah, permission. You know, hey, can you help us set up an actual village? Can you show us how you mm-hmm. guys would have made your, you know, your custom Even though the location was wrong locations. for the Comanche. Yeah. It it, it to me is still it, it showed that like not just the inclusivity of it, but they really put that extra step in there to say, hey, we want this as accurate as we humanly make it. Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. I loved yeah. every minute of that movie. It, sh- it To me, it showed a lot of respect and a nod to tradition. Yep. You know, they were, they were giving these people as much as they could to show them, hey, we want to include you, not just leech off of your culture. Yep. You know, I mean, often that has been in the case in the past. So this was a welcome change. Yep. Right. So, you know, I, I thought that overall Prey is, you know, up there, probably the top three of the whole franchise, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's debatable depending yeah. on what you're looking at is, you know, what makes yeah. it that great. And, and it kind of took it back to its original roots as well. It wasn't just about this. We'll talk about it later, but a rampaging predator, like hunting down something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But so for Jeff, me, what is, yeah, what's your opinion? Um, I can't remember which one of these movies I kind of like because growing up in the 80s and 90s, we got a lot of Star Wars, a lot of the aliens, a lot of the Predator on TV, on TBS. Mm-hmm. And it'd be either before or after a Braves game or something like that. So I remember watching these movies all the time. And just if I seen it was on TV, I was stopping. And still to this day, I see it on TV and I stop. I mean, it's it's got a place that, you know, I I remember sitting there watching it with my grandpa and grandma and just being glued to it. And I kind of associate those things with memories. So when I sit down and watch it, I was kind of like, I remember the first time I watched this and where I was and what I was doing. And yeah, I mean, the one liners, I think Jen brought that up. Jen and Jeff were talking about that. And I think you too, Tay, is like, yeah. When he says stick around and he throws the knife from Predator 1, it's, you know, it's stuff that we came to know with Arnold the, that you expected it. In all his other movies, there's going to be this line that he's going to throw out there, you know, like, I'll be back or stick around or get to the chop. He had those one-liners just per- and they've stayed around till today, like you said, with memes. You know, pretty much everyone knows. Shirts, there's always a reference, mm-hmm. you know. It's on Family Guy. It's on Simpsons. You know, everyone yep. makes a reference. I'm to, pretty like, sure there the was a couple of episodes of... Um... South Park, where they mentioned it South too. Park, I, I think mean, Rick and Morty did it. Yeah, yeah. And then so, they also have the the one liner in there uh, where they say like they're telling one of the guys that he's bleeding, and he's like, "I don't got time to bleed." And I was just yeah. like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do, because you currently are." But all right. Hey, and it still gave and us a sexual Tyrannosaurus yeah. Rex. Exactly. It's like it you made, by the way, they like, made that into a, tyrann- a shirt. Really? Don't Google it. Tyrannosaurus. Like, yeah, okay. it's on a shirt. It, it, yeah. It, you, it will scar you for life, but if you, you're willing nope. to Google it, Google what a sexual <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rex is. And I mean, there's 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 <sighs> stuff in that movie that is just you know, 
And that's another thing I wanted to mention about uh, Jeff went over Predator, the 1986 Predator, the first one. Um, some people have made parallels with Prey as in maybe Billy is a descendant, you know, um, yeah. or of a bloodline that's related to back to Prey. And I wanted, we watched it the other night just to kind of get the feel as we're going. Bill Duke? But, um, when he's when he's feeling his little uh, his luck, like I don't know, it's something around Billy's neck when they're going through this valley, and he's like, he stops and he stares off at the trees, like he feels mm -hmm. something, and he starts feeling that little thing around his neck, you know. And uh, yep. some people have hypothesized, and it was interesting on the internet. They're like, maybe he's a descendant, and somehow, you know, it rings through the ages or through the years, through his bloodline that you know his mm -hmm. people have come yeah, across that. It before. And, and honestly, that was, that's probably one of my favorite fan theories I've seen out there on this. Yeah. Yeah, in the book, he did have more of a supernatural. He was very steep in his traditions. I yeah. just don't remember if he was a Comanche or not. That's the one thing I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't remember. solidified it one way or the other. You knew that he had some roots within the You knew he was American Native American, yeah. yes. But you didn't know, you know, into what. But, I mean, his, uh, his tracking was phenomenal. You know, I mean, uh, the things he could tell them about. You know, when he's leading them to try to find out where their men went missing. Uh, but, yeah, he almost had like a, a, a supernatural, a paranormal uh, predictive. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I always made fun of the fact that I thought Billy was the worst motivational speaker because he's like, we're all going to die out here. They're like, thanks, Billy. <laughs> thanks, yeah. man. We're already he in a bad far off. <laughs> he's like, He just like kind of cuts it out there like, Billy, what's wrong? Like, we're all going to die out here. Like, great. Man, thanks, I mean, Billy. But I think thanks he for knew that. Um... Carl Weathers's character was kind of like bullshitting him. Like he was just like there there was ulterior motives to that. Yeah. I think that even um Mac seemed to like read through that a lot of uh Dylan yeah. was Carl Weathers or Dylan was was bullshit is what he yes. felt, you know. Um I think they all got that message, but Mac brought it to Dutch when he said, you know, like, you know, if these are the cabinet ministers, it's bullcrap. You know, he's like, mm -hmm. and I'm a Chinaman or something like that. He says. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no way these were cabinet ministers. They're CIA spooks, you know, so yep. he knew, and they all knew. So, I mean, from there, the bad taste on Dylan was just out. But, yeah, I think you're right. Billy kind of had it in the beginning. Yeah. It is. It's not, it's not a podcast until somebody's pet makes an appearance. There we go. So there's our there's our appearance right there. Excellent. And there she goes. DJ, <laughs> you ready to give us uh, Absolutely. Um, Let's roll the part so two. We're going to go straight into... Predator 2. Um, Predator 2 came out in 1990, um, but it was set in 1997. Hmm. Uh, so, but it's supposed to be basically 10, almost 11 years since the events that Jeff went over with Predator, the original Predator movie. Um, it was directed by uh, Steve, Stephen Hopkins. He's 28 years old, which was huge because in Hollywood, I mean, rarely did you see a director under the age of 30. And he had just finished with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Child. So the studio was, you know, wow, this guy did pretty good with what we gave him. Because, I mean, Freddy's always been a, good up either. and down. Yeah. So when they he, he made a, a movie that caught with the people at 28, they're like, let's give him a shot. So they threw him the script, but they also gave him a two-month deadline. So four weeks to shoot, four weeks to uh, edit. And that's it. That's all oh you're getting God. for this movie. Yeah. And that was rough. I mean, anybody would tell you that's rough. You know, you get your budget and everything, but you got to get the actors. You got to get everything squared away in the first four weeks and get a shooting done. Mm -hmm. So for his age, he did an amazing job. I mean, um, it was originally supposed to be in New York. They changed that last minute due to budgeting. Um, you actually see that in some promo 
mm -hmm. uh, posters where you see the Predator on the Chrysler building with the big silver eagle, um, the head of it, you know, poking out. And they showed the Predator on there like a lightning storm. And like that was the original idea. The original idea encompassed Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Dutch, to come back. But mm -hmm. they, um, due to scheduling issues and salary, that didn't work out. So yeah. Um, then they had to pat, you know, hey, we got to get a guy out here. You hey, know, we got to get somebody that is believable, you know, to go head to head with this guy. He's got the the size and the, uh, you know, the tenacity. And uh, Danny Glover jumped on it. I mean, it was something that he talks about still to today. He saw it as an opportunity. Um, a black man wasn't usually given the lead role, especially nope. in a sci-fi movie or a horror movie without mm -hmm. being, hey, you're going to get axed in part two, you know, or 10 minutes in the movie. Yep. But no, they're giving him a lead role. Danny jumped on it and he's, you know, he was very proud of the role. Um, also, uh, Kevin Peter Hall returned to play the Predator again. Um, excellent. We all know. I mean, he's done so many monster movies, but sadly, this was his last movie. Um, he did, after this, go on to try to do the Harry and the Hendersons TV series, but he passed on in 1991. Yeah. So, wow. Um, he did at least get to see the fruition of his work on Predator 2, which he did special training for. He went to a, a dance studio to learn some African tribal dances to get some more um, feeling of flexibility and to make the Predator look like he had more cultural to him. Like you'll see a part in the movie, he does stretching and so forth. So it looks like he's like, I don't know if it's like a... a Almost like a religious ceremony. Ritual. Yeah, religious yeah. ritual thing on top of the buildings when a storm's coming and it's uh, he went and purposely did that to you know because in the first one you see the raw power of him you see his strength you see his tech but you didn't get a lot of what is behind him you know um but in that one it's like they tried to give a little bit more like hey we're gonna add in this movie some things that will show that there's more of a culture there's it's not just some random alien creature from outer space that just comes down and has no backstory mm -hmm. so they developed on that um the movie is great. It had Bill Paxton in it. Um, Bill Paxton's a constant, exactly. Uh, rest in peace. He's a constant to the sci-fi genre. Um, there's memes out there. He's the only guy that's ever been killed by a predator, uh, alien like Xenomorph and a, and a Terminator. Um, that actually changed. Fucking legend. I know, but he's still a legend. Um, he plays a, 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 the kind <clears throat> of comic relief guy, but also an interesting character. Um, um, Gary Buse it's his first role after a terrible motorcycle accident almost took his life um he oh comes God. in and he plays a, a, a government character um there's a lot of characters in it but basically overall it's 1997 which is supposed to be the future um a lot of us watched it after 1997 <laughs> but, um it's and it's said the year come out yeah um the year it came out was 1990 so uh, but they projected the future as seven years um, it's in Los Angeles, and Los Angeles is in the grips of this huge turf war. Over Which it was at the time, too, in real life. Yeah, I mean, it's it parallels a lot of things in real life, especially in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Drug wars were going on in New York, and that's like I said, it was supposed to be where they originally planned it. That's why they used the Jamaican gangs, because actually in New York, and I think it was Ohio or Chicago, they had issues with Jamaican gangs running uh, the, the drug trade pretty hard in those areas. That's, but it carried over to this story where the Jamaican gangs and the Colombian cartel are at war in the streets over who gets to run the drug trade. Um, during this, um, Danny Glover's character, Lieutenant Mike Her Harrigan, he's actually a detective, um, gets involved in a street battle, and him and his him and his uh, homicide group 
happen to come to a situation where the cops are having a hard time battling it out with some Colombian drug lords. Um, it gets intense, but during the situation, they finally break in and they think they're going to catch these guys, and they find out all the perpetrators were were murdered. Like, they're all dead already. So that leads them on this collision course, this like chase. And um, Mike Harrigan leads the way because he's like, you know, he felt like something was wrong. And his right-hand guy, who's played by uh, Ruben Blades, his name's Danny, and he kind of represents that spiritual character in here, kind of like Billy and, you know, going all the way back to Prey. And he kind of feels like something's not right. And they're looking into it and they're like, how did this, you know, how did this murder take place? Who killed these guys? Because at first the fingers are pointed directly at the Colombians, of course. But not even a day later, they find out one of the Colombians' top guys gets offed with a whole group of Jamaican guys in his penthouse. So it's not adding up. Um, so anyway, the story goes, you know, the de detective's mind, law enforcement mind, they want the answers. So he's chasing it. And during the beginning of his, his quest for answers, his right-hand man, Danny, gets uh, killed by the predator. So, of course, it then takes a personal meaning to him and his team. And they want to find out who the murderer of their friend is. Nowhere did they believe it was going to be some kind of alien. But mm -hmm. you could tell even Harrigan kind of goes towards the point because Danny tells him, like, hey, this just doesn't feel right. And when he's looking into Danny's murder... He actually finds some things that lead him like, hey, this tech is this this technology or these weapons are incredible beyond anything that we've ever seen. And he just happens to cross paths with Gary Busey's character, who's a, a He's CIA, I think. Yeah. And they've been tracking it. They actually make reference to Predator One that Jeff was going over when they talk about they've been following this creature and trying to keep up with them since for 10 years or so. Yep. And they have a flash and you see the um, Guatemala or the Guatemalan uh, rebel girl. In one of the screens or something. Mm -hmm. um, it so actually had quite a few screenshots from the yeah, original movie. From the original in that, I think it's the um, surveillance trailer or something. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they, they end up bringing in Harrigan and trying to get him off the case. Like, hey, stop following this thing. The government's got it. And um, from there, it gets, you know, it gets crazy. Harrigan's not going to give up. Keys and his people think that they're better, you know, than him and they could do this. But, um, their paths cross, and there's ultimately you know climactic uh, meet between our our main protagonist, Mike Harrigan, and uh, the Predator, which is one of the the most extensive things we get to see the Predator a lot. Probably the yeah. most he's been on screen. Um, you get to see a lot of weaponry scene. that wasn't included in the original. Um, the in Predator, like he now has a a javelin like spear that extends. He has a, a I don't know what you call it, but it launches a, a metal netting and the netting, once it hits its target, it, it you know, Cuts it in half. Yeah. It, it, it immediately starts to constrict mm -hmm. thereby. Once the metal metal mesh comes across her body, it starts splitting in pieces. It, it's so that's it's it makes an appearance in but Prey too, but it was a different yeah. form of it. it's in every movie, mm -hmm. but I don't think they used it in the in predator, no. but I think you, it makes an appearance in prey when he's yeah. battling the French. Yeah. There's a, yeah, exactly. There's the, it showed different things like the disc. He throws a, a, a bladed disc. It's almost like the discus thing, you know, and mm -hmm. like a frisbee almost. And uh, some uh, blade action. The blade action. It actually shows a section in the movie which was kind of neat where he it shows from his vantage point that he can switch between different types of lenses or or views with his equipment, mm -hmm. so he could see outside of just thermal, which was interesting because mm -hmm. in the first one we never got to see that. But um, overall. Um, you know, the, of course, there's the end climactic battle. You get to see a spaceship. Um, 
Mike Harrigan survives. Um, as he's as he's leaving the spaceship of his final confrontation with the uh, the city predator or the city hunter, as they call him, uh, he's been given by an elder predator. He's given a, a reward almost like a, he tosses him a flintlock pistol, which has the date on it from the movie Prey. So it has 17. Yep. I think it's 1715 is on the pistol. I think 1715. But the movie with Prey was 1719. So it's it's almost exactly the you know or same period. Yeah. Well, whichever it's supposed to be the same things. So it links those two movies. Yeah, it was seventeen. Which uh, was pretty takes place seventeen nineteen. Special effects. I know we're losing him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There it is. Um, And um, yeah, he's back. He's back. Um, So. Sam Sam Winston Studios. One interesting point there was that the Elder Predator is actually a refurbished uh, the original 1986 Predator mask. They refurbished it and set it up to be the Elder Predator for the end of, uh, end scene with Danny Glover. Um, also, there's a room full of Predators, and they got the LA Lakers or some of the LA Lakers to play the part because they needed you know people to be extremely tall. And uh, apparently, they mm. knew Danny Glover. Danny Glover called in a, a favor, and they showed up and yep. did it, which I thought was really neat. Um, uh, also, one one of my favorite tidbits, and which links it to the just great idea of adding these two franchises for us to go over here, is in the final confrontation. There's a trophy room that you see off to the side that uh, when Mike Harrigan, Danny Glover's character, is facing this city hunter for the last time, the trophy room has a a xenomorph's head, an alien head, uh, on the wall, a st- or a skull of it on the wall, <laughs> with other skulls that are like. There's one that looks like a the most. Uh, intimidating t-rex looking head i've ever seen it's got like spikes in it almost like a dragon's head or something you're like it's like as big as a man you're like oh my god but um yeah it actually showed the alien's head on there so that was immediately you know everybody who's a fan of both were like oh there it is yeah i'm just waiting for that day for alien versus predator to come around but i finally got it yes exactly and we'll get to that another day but um so that's all i have um i love the movie i still watch it you know, to this day, and um, I'm open for any other tidbits or opinions here. I have a question, actually, before sure. we go into opinions. Um, so you were talking about how they had scenes uh, from the original, like, Predator uh, movie in this movie. Do you think it was because of the shortened timeline, or do you think it was just because they wanted to tie the two together? Uh, just an opinion. I mean, I haven't read one way or the other, is for sure, but in an opinion... It's always easier, like you mentioned, um, for anyone making a movie to be able to rely on clips from other movies to fill time gaps or mm-hmm. for editing. I mean, that could have been the case. But at the same time, to give more credence to the fan base, if you lose, I mean, they lost their main character from the original movie. So you want to tie it back as best as you can, you know, mm-hmm. and without without trying to dump on your current lead guy. You don't want to be like, look how awesome Arnold is or anything like that. Uh-huh. But they showed enough to where you're like, if you were a big fan of the first one, and you're a big fan of Arnold, you'll recognize it too. And, you know, so maybe that was his goal. Um, I'm always, always been, I think Willie mentioned it earlier that a lot of people gave flack to, to, they didn't think like Danny Glover was as, as he was good a leading a, man material. He didn't have that image. Yeah. But I mean, it, he didn't have that level yet in Hollywood. Okay. But he is a very experienced actor. I mean, in the diversity from drama to comedy to action. 
And I felt like a lot of people come short. They're like, oh, he's not nearly as physical. Yeah, as I think Arnold. he was coming off of a, like a host of comedy movies at the time when he took this role in Predator. So to... this was before Lethal Weapon, right? I believe I so. Say yes. I think okay. This yes, one got actually, him Lethal Weapon. Yes. But actually, if you watch the movie, the guy who plays the captain of Mel Gibson and Danny Glover in Lethal Weapon is one of the street cops that they... Danny Glover's team comes and rescues in the very beginning of the movie during the big firefight in the street. Okay. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I think this was directly after that is what got him lethal weapon. But um, I don't think people give Danny Glover enough credit. He is a very large man. Um, um, and yep. and the, when people bring up the whole size comparison of fighting with the predator, I look at it as if you watch the first one and you pay any attention, the predator threw Arnold around like a rag doll. Okay. Easily. Arnold is a huge dude. Huge dude, six foot, you know, whatever. He's he's been Mr. Olympia, and that predator took his full on punches and just clicked his little like, <laughs> and then beat his ass. That was all. I mean, it was like you're not going to get a big enough dude to go head to head with him, and you'll be like, yep, yep. So I mean, everyone who complains about Glover, who complains about um, Mid Thunder, saying they're both too weak, I'm like, they won with this, just like Arnold. Arnold went back yep. and used this and mm -hmm. overcame. So if you look at that and you go back and watch Predator 2, uh, Mike Harrigan wins by his determination and his non like his relentlessness. He goes after him. He just keeps after him. And it's like the Predator's already been in a fight. He's already been doing a bunch of things. So he just wants to kind of back off. And Harrigan doesn't give him that chance. He comes at him 110% the whole way to the end. So right. that tenacity, I think, measures up to everything else that you see, you know, from the originals. But uh, I thought it was, that's a great question, Tay. Thanks. It was just a question that I had while you were talking, and I just like wrote it down real quick so I could get to it later. Um, as for me, I don't really have any opinions on it because I actually haven't seen it yet. Sorry. I know. You can uh, your list of homework me. just keeps getting longer and longer. I know. And longer. <laughs> you and AD are going to be so busy. It's like falling asleep. Yeah. Watching. Yeah. You know, we got kiddo coming and everything. So we'll, yeah. we'll find the time. Um, so. Hey, expose him to some yeah. of them. Yeah, bring him in. Nope. So, nope. Jeff. <laughs> How old is he? Eight. Eight. Yeah, oh. Perfect time. Yeah. I was probably younger than him when I got into eight. it. Let me see. The first Predator, I was eight. Or eight or nine. Let's see. First Predator was... I was four when that one came out. And I'm pretty sure I still watched it. Yeah, I mean, it's I just like, you know, it. with kids, like you have to have the the exposure to it. Yeah, and yeah. being in Belgium, he doesn't really have the exposure to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jeff, what are your opinions? So my opinion is this. I love this movie. I really did. It, it gave from the first one to the second one. It gave us a different type of predator, a different background, a different scenario. And, you know, as I read comic books and I learned that there's different types of predators living on, uh, I think it's Yaja or Yaha Prime, mm -hmm. which is the world where they live. Oh, and there's, okay. there's different, not species, it's all the same species, but there's different colonies of them. And they all do certain things a different way. And... um so for, it was kind of cool to see something different, but yeah. I loved every minute of it. 
some real something real cool is all the predator outfits that they made extra last minute to bring in for that very last scene yeah. Yeah. they all disappeared oh wow so you could put two and two together you have the <laughs> la lakers in the house yeah playing I mean, predators it, and then those magic you know magically all of them disappear yeah. i'm pretty sure if you reach out to some old lakers they're going to have yeah. them sitting in their closet and i mean it's not like they couldn't pay for them if they really wanted to so yeah and yeah, I don't think they got I mean, paid for the movie right. anyway. I think they were just like, hey, do you yeah, guys want to be in the movie? So, you know, let them take, you know, I mean, I'm sure the guys Although who those made movies, They were made last minute. Like, they were put yeah. together like boom, boom, boom by Sam Winston and his team. But so they, they did they an really, amazing job. They did. They, they were look, fantastic. Yeah. They don't look like they were, um, like, second rate. Like, yeah, wow, there's a, if you go to out? the website, you can see a lot of the behind the scenes of the Lakers getting into the costumes and them just hanging out in between tapes, just waiting to do their one scene that they were going to be in. Yeah. And it's really cool seeing all these Lakers and then Danny Glover's out there BSing with them. You got Sam Winston. You got all these guys out there BSing. And there's some really cool behind the scenes pictures. Go check out that website. Sam yeah, Winston. Check that out. Website. Do we have a link up for that? No, but we will. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll get a cool. link up. Um, so, but yeah, I love this movie and I, every, well, there's a couple in there that I'm iffy on, but those came much later. Yeah. But that's a story for episode Another. two. Yeah. EJ, let's get your opinion before we sign off or did you already do it? Um, I pretty much went over it and, uh, and you kind of gave like it as opinion, you, as we went. Yeah. As we went. But, um, like I said, I think it's a great movie. If people give it a chance again to look back on it. Um, uh, Yes. You might you might have a higher degree of appreciation for it now, um, the given the time and the the era that it was in, um, for a 1990 movie to have as much inclusiveness yeah. that it had was also impressive. I mean, you had a lot of different uh, you know, ethnicities. It's it a cultures. lot of the Latino culture and the Jamaican culture was exactly. very well represented in this movie. Yes, and let's not forget to mention that this is L.A in the 90s so the streets in that movie they weren't just made that way they looked that way yeah you're right yeah there was was people pissing on the fucking walls behind them as they were filming this movie people were throwing bottles and paper at them from their apartment windows like dude y'all need to fuck off we live here and they're just trying to make a movie (laughs) yeah you're right because it's one of the things i saw was that the scene with uh king willie who's the leader of the jamaican gangs and he was played by uh I think I have his name down. You, you, you do. might have Hang on. his name. He was a he's a famous actor. Oh no, too. we don't have his name on here. But um anyway, I'll look it up again for further reference and maybe make a post of it. But King Willie is in there and uh they have this scene where Harrigan goes to King Willie to ask him what's going on. Like, are you guys killing off the Colombians? And when he does that, uh, this the alleyway they had a real hard time shooting because the crime level and the and uh you know it was a tough neighborhood and the alley was just it was riddled with garbage but the the director liked the look so much they kind of just kept it the same and they're mm-hmm. like we're gonna shoot real quick and get out of here because even the yep. you know the set security was like this is not a good spot to be in yeah they I mean, were being thinking, told it wasn't safe yeah we you're thinking high here. time of you know um major um gang issues in la at the time i mean between Bloods and Crips, you know, between uh, the Mexican mafia, so on and so forth, that that were moving real drugs during the whole time. So you coming in there and playing gangbangers probably wasn't one of their favorite things to see as well. So, but um, yeah, I love the movie. 
Good. Okay. I'll definitely have to check it out then. I'm sorry. They <laughs> added to your growing list of homework that we keep assigning you. Yeah. She is but the baby of the group, by the way, in case y'all didn't know. But she yeah, is, I mean, she's seen she... probably a lot of stuff we haven't watched as in the newer, Absolutely. Like, yeah. you know, genres of stuff, stuff information. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying. But anyway, so, let's go into our uh, final shots and thoughts of the night. All right. I'll roll into it. So first of all, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the very first episode of USDN. Uh, please keep watching the page. We're going to get you the Sam Winston link so y'all can go check out his website. Uh, we'll let you know when the next episode is going to be dropping on there as well. It's going to be August, probably mid to late August, I'm guessing. And we're going to be covering The Predator, Alien versus Predator. And I believe this is Tay's favorite, Requiem. No. No? <laughs> but yes. <That> ain't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was on your right. No, no, it's the the one after um, Requiem. Oh, okay, Prometheus. Yes. Prometheus oh, okay. This is when she okay. lies. Okay. So, also while we're all here and gathered on 28 July, we will be sitting down with Drew Moss. You're probably scratching your head, going, "Who the hell is Drew Moss?" Well, Drew Moss is a comic book artist. He sounds yeah familiar the name the he, name I think I've seen Moss. He on he's that. done work for Image, okay, Dynamite, and I want to say Chaos Comics and a so few a other work, Dark then. Horse Comics. Okay, but his current project he is currently working on it came out this week. So if you've been following the Gargoyles comic book on oh, Dynamite, that's right. That's right. They're, yeah, they're from Dynamite. Yeah, Dynamite Comics. They released the Dark Ages, which is going to be a five-issue mini-series, and he is the artist on it. Sweet. And so does Disney have a hand in that? They do, yes. Disney is doing a lot of work right now with Dynamite Comics. They have Darkwing Duck currently going. Mm -hmm. They have um, Gargoyles. They're doing stuff with the Disney villains. They have Scar, Maleficent. I heard they have about a that. lot of yeah. cool things going on right now. So yeah, I heard if you're a Disney fan of the animated movies, check them out. Yeah, you want to. There's a lot of good stuff coming from Dynamite right now. Yeah, but we're going to be sitting down with him 28 July. It's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I know it's kind of late, but we'll make it. Hey, it's work. worth it. We we it's make things nice work when we were able to get an interview in with somebody of his caliber, and it's going to yeah, be absolutely. a a fun interview. I'm going to bring all the hard questions to the table. And uh, it's going to be a, a lot of fun, I believe. Um, so what I really want everybody to do is, after this episode goes off, please hit the comments and let us know what you thought about this episode. Give us that positive feedback that we need to make this better for y'all. Exactly. Um, we, did, we put in a lot of hard work on this, and we want to put the best thing out there for everybody. So please... After this episode's done, hit those comments, send us a message, do whatever, but let us know how y'all like this episode. Do you like the format? You know, do you like the content? Do you is there something that we need to tweak here and there? Please let yeah, us know. Would you like something added or something gone over? You know, some kind yeah. of a section that you would like to see. Yeah. Did we miss something? Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. If you know some facts or some info to drop to us, we we can add our stamp too. That'd be great. So with that, 
I want to send a special thank you out to the DFPN podcast group. I love you, fellas. Uh, We appreciate the love and support they give us. Um, If you haven't already done so, please hit that like, subscribe, and share with us with all your friends. Ladies and gentlemen, that is USDN approved. Thank you all. Absolutely. Thank you.